This podcast is brought to you by Voice and Vision, bringing help, hope, and healing to individuals, families, and communities affected by mental illness, addictions, and disabilities in southeastern Pennsylvania. Financial support for this podcast is provided by a Veterans Trust Fund grant from the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. Welcome to Untold Valor, a podcast with a unique focus on veterans, featuring stories of courage, recovery, perseverance, and strength. Listen to hear veterans share their perspectives on what it's like to battle mental health challenges, combat addictions, and overcome other adversities unique to those who have served. It's time for another edition of the podcast. This is Untold Valor, where we share stories with veterans about their time during and after the service and struggles they may encounter and how to hopefully share messages of hope for others who might be struggling with the same kinds of issues and uh, resources and providing resources that might help them uh, move their path forward. And this week on the show, we have got Rob Yanuzzi with us here. Hopefully I didn't murder his name too much up there. I get my name pronounced wrong all the time too, so I do apologize if I got it wrong. But Rob's here with us. He's going to be uh, talking with, about us, with us about his time at Compure Corps. He's a coordinator there now. He is. Uh, are you retired from the, from the military, Rob? No, I, I I spent six years in, and then I uh, I got out and and uh, worked in the civilian field for a little bit. Yeah, I and, see you are um, the you see the mayor. You're the mayor of Eddie Stone Borough. That's me. That's me. Yeah, just uh, just elected uh, in not too long ago. This is my second year. Wow. Yeah. So you were uh, in the Navy uh, as a submarine uh, veteran. You were on a sub, and your family was uh, served. It looks like history of service and informally served. And you're vice president of council, uh, the current mayor, as I just mentioned. Uh, nonprofit sector uh, board member of Grand Stepping Up, so an organization that provides resources to grandparents. Uh, so you're just a busy guy. You got a lot going on. Yeah, I like to. I like to serve. I think that's something that's been kind of ingrained in every veteran's life. You know, yeah. I think they all. I think all of us want to serve. Well, that's, I mean, it's perfect to have you on here with us then, because obviously, you know, the folks at Voice and Vision and Compure Core work together here with this podcast. And so always good to talk with folks that are helping out. So let's talk a little bit about, first of all, tell us about your time in, in service and, uh, you know, how, how things were for you, how they affected you, and uh, anything you'd like to share from that regard. I was a, a submarine sailor on the USS Louisiana Blue Crew. I was a missile technician, and I worked on the Trident Two nuclear weapons. I spent a lot of time underway. Uh, I I have uh, nine patrols under my belt. Just to put everything in perspective, you know, when when one has uh, twenty patrols, they get a different kind of um, what we call boomer pin. It's a gold boomer pin. So I like to say that I was halfway to, to that, uh, and it was only during my first go around in the Navy. So uh, that much time underway got me. Uh, it, it got me really thinking that I really really would enjoy some fresh air. So I ended up uh, you know leaving. Gotcha. And so, you know, so did you have, when you left uh, service, did you have some transition issues? A lot of times guys have transition issues when they're first, or guys or gals, right? When they're first leaving service, uh, maybe kind of adjusting back uh, to civilian life. Any, any issues there? Any kind of things that you struggled with? Yeah, it was, it was hard. It was hard because not a lot of civilians have a, a real clear understanding of what you do uh, right. when you're away. They just think it's a, another job. And, you know, when you're, when you come back from from such a life changing experience, you know you you've changed. You're you're expecting everybody to be the same when you get back, and when you get back, it's it's just not the same anymore. Yeah. Um, well, society and, changes, right? I mean, even though you're still part of things, you know, and you're still on you know on the boat with other folks, it's like uh, it's like home societies moved in a different direction often. So it's a like absolutely a, it's kind of a disconnect sometimes, right? Yeah. I mean i I was I think I was thinking that when I when I got back to civilian life, it would have been just like it was 
before I got in. And then, you know, I mean, people, people got married, people got divorced, uh, right. you know, the society changes yeah. and, you know, that was kind of hard to, to understand at first. And at the same time, you know, you're, you're living a different kind of life in the military. And then when you're, uh, you know, like, you know, even your simple interactions with people, you know, like, uh, in the, in the military, it's, it's customary to like be real quick and real, real, real straightforward. And sometimes that doesn't really, you know, transfer to the civilian life, uh, right. really well, you know, people might take offense to, to that, uh, I've some been, of that I've been bluntness. Yeah. Some of that I mean, yeah. just kind of uh, getting it done. Matter of factness. Yep. And yeah. then, uh, you know, of course, you know, the Navy lifestyle, as much as the Navy wants to get away from it, I mean, it's, it's, you know, like, uh, you know, drinking is a, is a, is a large part of it. Um, you know, the camaraderie when you're off, yeah. um, and, uh, when you do get some free time and, you know, I, I, I was, I think I, I was doing a lot of that when I, when I got out at first, but then I, I kind of decided that that wasn't the way I wanted to go and yeah. just stopped doing that altogether. Well, I tell you, I can certainly relate and, uh, and kind of share those concerns in a different aspect. Now, as a, as a father, my daughter's in the Navy, uh, and she's certainly in that aspect, what you're talking about, just the camaraderie and when they go on leave and she's uh, currently on, on deployment, you know, she's, she'll message me or call me and, and she's, you can tell she's a little tipsy, you know? <laughs> so, so it's like, well, all right, keep it under control, girl. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, the, the drinking fight in Navy is not a, not a trope. It's a, it's a reality. It's not times, but yeah, you know, you know, you work hard, you play hard when you get out though. It's, it's definitely not, you know, you, you, you gotta, there, there has to be some sort of medium, you know, to, yeah, sure. to party and, and work and both, both, both working hard and, and, and playing hard. Reverend Ben, welcome in as always. Thanks for being here. And, you know, as I, especially in this arena, right, this is something you struggled with personally, making that transition when you got out of, of your time in the service uh, was maybe kind of leaving that lifestyle behind as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when I went into the military, I was a teenager and, you know, I wasn't legally allowed to drink alcohol in civilian life. When I went into the military, I was a man. I could drink whatever I wanted <laughs> right. on the base. And, um, and uh, yeah, and it kind of it contributed to some things that went on in my life after I even got out the military. Because like like Rob said, drinking was the norm for military people. It's actually our favorite pastime besides drinking coffee. Yeah, and <laughs> it can lead to issues for sure. And you know, Rob, you're on your bio here. Obviously, you like to serve, is what you said. Uh, I noticed that you're also a founding member of the Society for uh, for Suicide Prevention. Let's talk a little bit about that because obviously, some of the drinking addictions and things and uh, narcotics lead to, unfortunately, uh, and PTSD and other things as well lead to obviously a lot of suicide among veterans. Is that kind of pushed what pushed you in that direction as well as just kind of wanting to to help others in uh, in that arena? So. When I when I first started getting involved in my my local community here, uh, there was a suicide. Somebody died by suicide on, on the at the train station here, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know we're we're a very small community, we're a very close knit community, mm-hmm. and we you know I felt I felt very strongly about uh, what this family was going through because right. I had uh, had you know I had some family members that that attempted uh, suicide, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I felt like there was we got a I felt very strongly about like making sure that something like that never happened again. And mm-hmm. so I got together with the family and I said, you know, like maybe there's something we can do. And at the time I was, uh, you know, cultivating relationships with people all throughout the political spectrum and, and uh, some of them involved in, you know, psychiatric uh, facilities and whatnot uh, as volu- but they were volunteers in the political sphere. So we were, we had the resources to start uh, something. And our intention was to provide resources for, for uh, the community and uh, build 
at the community level and help people get the help that they need, tried and true methods in, in a way that was more appropriate for the community. Gotcha. Um, and uh, we wanted to go in each, each different community. Now, that ended up uh, not going uh, very far uh, because I ended up uh, getting into politics. And then I don't know, uh, I ended up uh, leaving that. But the uh, I know that some of those same people are working working in other other nonprofits and, and doing really good work. Yeah, and I think advocacy really sounds. I guess that's my takeaway from from this conversation so far is that's clearly something that you're uh, passionate about is mental health advocacy uh, and just helping in general. And so now with your work with Compure Core as a coordinator there, you know one of the things that's it's fantastic is is really just kind of pairing veterans with other veterans to just help get just someone you can talk to, right? And a lot of times mental health, I guess, help can come in just the form of something that simple, just someone who can relate to you and, and have, and you can have a friend and, and talk to, right. Sometimes just talking about things and maybe not even just in a clinical setting, but just a, just someone to, to have that can relate to who you are and what you went through goes a long way. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, the only times I've ever felt like even to this day, I mean, there's, there's, there's times when I can, I feel like as a veteran, the only people that understand what, what, what I'm going through or if I'm going through something is mm-hmm. another veteran. And, you know, if COVID taught us anything, it's isolation is, is, Not is, good. is a horrible thing for, right. for mental, mental health and like, and being lonely and <laughs> just, just that in itself can create all these other problems. And, you know, what I think CompureCore does that better than anybody else is, is provide an opportunity for people to kind of avoid that or, or to have a relationship to, get away from that loneliness, get away from that, that, uh, the isolation, that, that isolation. Yeah. Ben, would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah. Yeah. Rob, cause I, I hear you, Rob. And absolutely. Um, in some cases, a veteran alone is in bad company and I've experienced that myself and other veterans around me. So, uh, compare the work you're doing at compare core and the work you're doing on the outside of that with the, through the community is stuff that we need you to we really need people like you. I appreciate you saying that, Reverend Ben. Right? Yeah, we really do because you have. It seems you have a passion for um, helping others, uh, helping other veterans as well. Which uh, the best way we, like we said, the best way to help a veteran is through the help of another veteran. Yeah, you know, I, it actually I, takes I, one to know one. I saw a need for it when I when I worked at my previous job. I was a chief of staff for a state representative, and you know the there was a definite like need there, there's so much information out there for veterans that it's hard to navigate and these a lot of these veterans are, are finding help through anyway they're, they're trying to find help any way they can yeah. so they would come into the office and they would need to get their try to get their assistance even though it's a state office you know we did our best to get them going in the right direction i set up a veteran service officer program that they could use and, and talk to uh, somebody who can get them help them navigate the the va system but i i definitely saw more of a need and, and it 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 wasn't enough, and I think that that when I found the opportunity to to work for Compere Corps, yeah, you know, it 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 was the right thing to, it was the right place to go, it was the right direction to go, and it was where I could use my my skills the best way possible to help uh, uh, people like me. You know, it's interesting you say that. There's there's tons of resources available now, right? There's so much out there, and um, yet you often will hear veterans say, "I don't know where to turn." Right. And I think what happens is that the uh, paralysis, it's a term called paralysis by analysis, right? Where there's so much, there's so much information nowadays on, on, on our smartphones, right? Or online or whatever that sometimes it's, it, you get overloaded. You just, you can't make a decision at that point. You know, you're not exactly sure where to go. What's the right organization for me? Where should I turn? Right. Where should I start? And so you kind of wind up freezing up and you, then you make no decision at all. And, and, and 
And one of the benefits of of group like CompureCore is that you know you're going to get paired up with another veteran who's going through the same thing, and there's uh, potential to help somebody navigate the system itself. Right. You know, and, mm-hmm. and you know those people that are kind of not able to make that decision based on the glut of information. I right. mean, they can they can be guided along by somebody. Uh, almost like a big brother, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like that. I was just saying that to my wife earlier today. It's very similar to the kind of the Big Brothers Big Sisters Association back in the day. I used to, we used to, you know, growing up, we'd see those commercials and and things of that nature. And I know they're still around, but it, it's it's that same kind of thing. Oh, you're oh you're going through that, and you went where to do this, you know? And it's just kind of like, oh, I should try that, you know, or maybe that'll work for me. And, and that's a it's a huge piece of it right there, and it could be nothing more than that, right? I mean, and even that is a is a huge moment. So as uh, as you're doing this work. What's like some of the messages that you kind of share or that you kind of see that's really working or resonating for folks who hear that and go, yeah, but it doesn't work for me. Is there anything you can kind of share? Well, uh, I mean, because of the amount of information out there, because of the amount of organizations out there, there's something that's going to fit everybody. Yeah, there there's, you know, it depends on the problem, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it depends. And just like any sort of psychiatric uh, therapy that somebody's, you know, uh, receiving, it might you know, one way might not work, but another way will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, maybe something spiritual will, uh, whereas somebody might be more secular, you know, and, and, and you just got to find out what works for you as a, as a person. And I think that whether or not the, the, the other veterans know what I'm going through, they know how to help me. You mm-hmm. know, there's just, just by, by sheer fact that we've all kind of gone through the same thing. Yeah. You know, finding a, finding that person, that voice that you can kind of resonate with and talk with goes a long way. Um, and, and resources are important. So t- there's tons of resources out there. And is that what drew you to kind of comp your core was just the just the level of what they're getting, the way they're getting things done and the resources available? What comp your core is doing is the answer to what these vets are going through, at least the ones that came through the office and, and, and needed, their, uh, needed the help that they needed. If I say I was uh, having trouble uh, navigating the uh, veterans affairs, you know, I, I could go to somebody who said, who would you know, just somebody telling me where to go is essentially, you know, like being the traffic cop essentially. Right. You know, but you know, how else am I going to, when I'm feeling the way I'm feeling as a veteran and I'm feeling isolated already from society, uh, though, you know, it's not the first place I'm going to go, you know? And, and, you know, the, uh, if, if somebody's there for me already, you know, as a friend, you know, they're going to get me going in the right direction. Reverend Ben, Reverend Ben, what's your, what's your thoughts there? Obviously, you've worked with these folks as well in, in Voice and Vision, and so you've seen this firsthand, also. Yes, yes, I have seen it firsthand, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm fairly uh, fairly new to the Compute Corps, but I I've been there a little longer than Rob involved, but um, I see the need for it because you know some, every time something bad happens, of a veteran commits suicide or something, it's my whatever. It's like, what have, could have, should have? What could have we done? We should have done this. We could have done that. So copy and core is that buffer there that stops us from thinking what have, could have, should have because we are out there trying to get it done. And having our um, information put out like this to the other veterans know that there are resources here for you right now. You don't have to be alone. Like I said, often a veteran alone is a bad company. Yeah. I wouldn't say that, that, that even sometimes it's not even just, you know, the resources, just having somebody there for you yeah. uh, makes the biggest difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Mervyn, did you see, we talk every once in a while, like, uh, you know, the, the struggles that, that you had as somebody who was in the military a lot, a lot uh, before me, before somebody in, in my generation, you know, we, 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 we still 
go through the same things, you know. And those people. Absolutely. Did you think those Absolutely. people from Vietnam and and uh, are are going through the same things that that uh that the people from uh, the Iraq conflict or the Afghanistan conflict? It's, it's the same thing. Right. Yes, yes, because I know some Vietnam veterans who share their uh, experiences, and it's just something about pain does not change. Mm-hmm. There's the it kind of speaks the same universal truth. Is what you're what yes. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that, and so it doesn't matter, you know, who you're partnered with. Uh, my a good buddy of mine, I've talked about before on the show. Uh, you know, he did a lot of he did a lot of jumps in the 82nd Airborne with Rangers, and he said, you know, some of the in- most interesting times that he'd go, they'd have a day where they would like generations would gather and they would just kind of you know swap stories and talk. And he said, and when when the at the time, you know, any of the guys who happened to still be around that had jumped at D Day. Uh, everyone would just sit in awe and listen to these guys, and it, it just made all the difference in the world. And just kind of relating, even though you know that was from World War II, and you're talking, you know, with guys who were in Iraq, right? So totally, totally different time spaces, but it still resonated with them. I mean, there, there's organizations like the VFW, like uh, like meeting places like the VFW and the American Legions and the AMVETS and so on and so forth. But you know, the newer generations are just not going there. But what those what those places provided was an opportunity for them to have companionship and camaraderie right and you know what's going on now is you know lack of new members to those those organizations and i think that like organizations like compere core are going to be able to provide that kind of fill that gap yep and just and just to have somebody there means more than anything to a vet you know have it right somebody who understands that's a great somebody Sorry. No, I was just saying that's a great way to tie that little story up. So thank you. That makes per- makes perfect sense. So yeah, you're right. You're you're not seeing as many people on the the I guess the older traditional things we think of, and and you're kind of looking for these new resources. And that's a great that's a great analogy to bring that together. As we as we wrap it up here, Rob, any kind of uh, you know personal thoughts or or you know philosophies that you have when it comes to this? You know, getting help for someone or what it, you know what you needed, where you needed to be before you realized you needed help, or you know anything like that you can share with our listeners well i mean i found i found help through companionship and i know i know it can work and i know that they the organization i now work for it's uh it's important and it does good work and and we're we're you know if, if you give it a shot it'll really do wonders well as we wrap it up thanks so much as always for being here reverend ben appreciate your time uh, any final thoughts from you i just want to say to all the veterans listening that uh one of my main purposes are to be here to offer these resources or even offer companionship for the veteran is out there alone. So uh, if you check out this podcast and you hear it, there are going to be some, um, I'm sure that um, Mark will list some some links and things at the bottom, which um, you can always utilize. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So you're not out there alone. We're here with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll have some resources at the end. There'll be some stuff in the details on the posting there under the uh, the the show notes. There, you can kind of find some different resource links. There, we'll also have a little thing pop up here at the end uh, in voiceover that you can listen to from that respect. Jot some things down. Reach out, uh, Rob. Easiest way to reach out to you folks at Comp here. You can send me an email at Rob Y at voiceandvisioninc.org. So R O B Y at voiceandvisioninc.org. Okay, so Rob Y at voiceandvisioninc.org. And again, we'll have lots of links and stuff up for folks to check out. But I think that's the key takeaway usually is that we have on here is just reach out, get some help, have a conversation, start it. If you're not sure where to turn, just take a chance, have a conversation, let someone know that you're needing some help or that you're looking for some resources. That's what it's all about. And we certainly hope that uh, it'll benefit you and you'll get some help in that regard. And thank you so much for listening to Untold Valor. Subscribe to the podcast, share it with others who might benefit from the message. And uh, you can certainly check out past episodes from 
other veterans that have been on the show as well talking about their experiences. So thank you for your time, everybody, and we'll see you next time here on Untold Valor. You've been listening to Untold Valor by Voice and Vision. We hope you found the information and resources discussed today helpful. As always, thank you for listening and for your support. Remember to stay connected with us through our various social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to visit the website, voiceandvisioninc.org. That's voiceandvisioninc.org, where you can sign up for our blog and find free resources and information on upcoming events, webinars, workshops, and get support. You can also access our free help and hope guide for individuals and families struggling with substance use and addiction. If someone you know is struggling, please reach out for help because you and your life matter. Remember, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is available to you at any time by dialing 988. We are all ambassadors of hope and recovery. And if you want to share your story, please contact us. Compure Corps is also looking for veteran mentor volunteers and veteran participants. To find out more information about Compure Corps, please call 610-541-0790. That's 610-541-0790. You can find all the links and contact information for the resources mentioned on today's episode by checking the description and the show notes section of your app. Thank you again for tuning in and for your support. Until next time, this has been Untold Valor. 